Hi, you guys. Welcome back to the One Thing About a Podcast, the Talk Tuesday segment. Y'all, we have not done a Talk Tuesday in so long. I've been so focused on my new podcast, the Let's Talk It Out, that I have over on Patreon and getting that all set up and just appearing on different podcasts. I feel like I've been neglecting my own, really. So we are going to get into a new Talk Tuesday segment, y'all. Okay. If y'all follow me on social media and by now everybody should be following me on Instagram and TikTok, Amani Talks Pod, Amani Talks POD on Instagram and also Amani Talks on TikTok. Very simple. If you guys have been following me, you know what's been going on with me the past week and just, you know, I I just felt the need to talk about it and um yeah, so let's get into it. Let's get into it. So what we're talking about today is something that I feel like we don't talk about enough when we talk about relationship dynamics, not necessarily romantic, but just the way that people interact with other people. And that is the fact that and it's and you know, it's an old saying, but I've just been seeing example after example of this, even in my own life specifically recently. And that is this. Misery loves company. Now, I know you guys have heard that saying probably a thousand times in your life. You have probably even seen this up close acted out in someone else's life, you being a victim of the misery loving your company. And I have a couple examples that I want to talk about, um, specifically what you guys have seen going on with the whole Candace Owens situation. So let's start with, first of all, okay. One thing that I have learned to really dislike about social media, and that's saying a lot coming from me, someone who really, I make my living off of social media. I don't, I work for myself, content creating my podcast. So, you know, I eat off of social media and I consume a lot of it. And one thing I see becoming more and more of a trend, especially on Instagram, which is why Instagram, I have my podcast. I just told you guys to go follow because, you know, Instagram clips go crazy sometimes, but I don't find myself on Instagram so much anymore because I feel like the blogs have taken over Instagram, especially when it comes to the black side of Instagram and even Twitter. The comment sections of these blogs are the most, if you wanna get a daily dose of hate, extreme cynicism, extreme just hatred, if you're someone that needs to get that daily dose of hate in your life, you wanna wake up in the morning and just feel hate in your heart, all you have to do is open up Instagram and go to the comment section of a black owned blog. And I wanna talk about something specific that I've seen. On TikTok, there is this married couple who has a large following, a very popular page. They are a married couple with kids. Her name is Nara and the husband's name is like Lucky Blue or something like that. I don't know the husband's name, um, but basically her content is very warm, um, kind of more domestic, cooking for her family, cooking from scratch. She does stuff like, my husband said that he wanted cinnamon rolls, so I'm making cinnamon rolls from scratch. And I feel like it's very wholesome content. It's very, even if you don't, they're Mormons, you know, a lot of people don't agree with their Mormon lifestyle. I mean, but that's, I mean, you know, that's their lifestyle. That has nothing to do with you. But their content is just very, on its on its face, very wholesome. I enjoy the content. I don't follow her, but I see her videos all the time on the For You page of TikTok. And I sit and I watch the videos because they just seem so warm and loving and wholesome. It's a wife cooking for her for, for her family. And, you know, they do stuff. They do a lot of food content. And I love food content. And I love seeing, you know, I love seeing married couples. I, I honestly do. And one thing that I've noticed is that when you take TikTok content and you bring it to Instagram, 
it immediately turns ugly. And that's something that I've noticed with my own podcast. I am very popular on TikTok. My personal page has over 200,000 followers. The, the TikTok podcast page um, is close to 200,000. And whenever I post on TikTok, for the, like, for the most part, I can post something and people don't agree with it. But for the most part, I get all my support on TikTok. The girls know me. They know my content. They've been following me. And even if they weren't, I get new followers every single day. People disagreeing with my content. They take it for what it is, for what they see it is. And, you know, and they, for the most part, will support it. But I started to see that when my clips will go viral on TikTok, I could have a, a TikTok video that gets a million views. And for the most part, the comments are positive. They know me, they, they see a black girl winning, they see whatever's going on and they get it, like they understand. And I'm met with positivity on TikTok. But when the clip goes viral and it goes to Twitter and it goes to Instagram, immediately you can guarantee that the comments are nasty, hateful, and negative. Why is that? What you have to understand is that Instagram is a different demographic to TikTok. Of course, TikTok are younger people and Instagram has become the new place for boomers. I mean, it was Facebook, but now everyone's great auntie, uncle, mama, daddy, they're all on Instagram now. So the older generation, I just feel like is just way more critical of anything that a younger person does. But it's also people in our generation too, because even if you take my content on um, uh, TikTok, and even if you bring it over to Twitter, and that's mostly millennials, they are just nasty. What is wrong with black Twitter? I'm sorry, I can't be the only person that sees that. Black Twitter is overly critical of every single thing. It's just nasty, it's just negative. And I don't wanna see negativity all the time. Like you could put anything on Twitter and black Twitter will shred it to smithereens. So I stopped being on Twitter because I don't wanna see that negativity. And even when we come to Instagram, what you know, going back to my um, story about that family that got their content reposted to um, Instagram, I think what the content was, was like I said, the wife making homemade cinnamon rolls for her husband. And it got to spiritual world, which, which I'll talk about spiritual world in a minute in my personal problem with spiritual world. Cause they, you know, repost a lot of my content to the point where I had to block them. But um, yeah, so once it got to Instagram, something as simple and plain as someone making cinnamon rolls for their husband, they tore it to shreds. And that just got me to thinking, only a miserable person could see a video about a woman making her husband cinnamon rolls and have something nasty and hateful and negative to say about it. Only a miserable person is in the comments of the blogs, okay? I, the only blog at this point that I follow is The Shade Room. And that's the most, I, even The Shade Room gets a little too shady for me sometimes. So The Shade Room is, is the, the furthest I can go when it comes to blogs. And that's just because I feel like I get a lot of information from The Shade Room. Sometimes I don't believe things until, I'm, until I see it on Shade Room. I'm like, oh, somebody died. I don't believe it until I see it on Shade Room. So I only follow Shade Room because I feel like for the most part, it does give out, you know, it just gives out information. But even the shade room comments can get a little nasty sometimes. Um, but there are blogs like Spiritual World where I have, they repost a lot of my content, right? And they'll repost something like me going on a date night. And on TikTok, I'm getting all positivity. And as soon as it goes to Spiritual World, comments and shambles about something as simple as a date night. And so I went to a podcast conference here in Atlanta and I ended up meeting the owner of Spiritual World. So of course I didn't know him because it's not like he shows his face on his platform. He recognized me because he um, 
posts so much of my content on his page and he just starts talking he's a real fucking weirdo like i'm sorry but no, actually i'm not sorry the owner of spiritual world is a fucking weirdo i met him in real life i met him at a podcast conference and he comes up to me and just starts giggling like he was i, I don't even I, I'm, I'm just i'm just looking at him like uh, you know like i'm confused i'm like why is he laughing and he's like oh yeah because you know i posted this video of you this video of you and you know yeah you know i, I had my own thoughts about that nigga i don't care about your thoughts he is someone that will post content to his page that he knows will get people riled up and be negative in the comments. And my thing is, how does that make you feel good at night that you post stuff that you know will get negative comments? Like, how does that make you feel good about what you do for work as a person when it's all negativity all day, every day? And he knows what he's doing and he's not alone in this. There are a lot of blogs like, um, Oh, what's that one uh, blog? Uh, fuck, uh, I can't remember. But there are a lot of blogs on Instagram that post things just to get a negative reaction. No positivity ever, whatsoever. They will only post things to get a negative reaction. And when I saw the overwhelmingly negative reactions to something like a wife making her husband cinnamon rolls, I was disgusted. Like, I was just like, see, this is why I don't follow the blogs on Instagram. Like I said, the only one that's bloggish that I follow is The Shade Room. I don't follow any of those other blogs because I don't like to see, I'm not someone that wants to wake up and see negativity. Like, people that follow the blogs and know every single blog and know what's going on, I'm just like, how could you, how, how is it? positively impacting you to follow a blog and see the negativity that comes with it every single day. I don't want negativity like that in my life personally. And when I saw all the negativity surrounding Nara and her family, just because she did something like baked a home cooked meal for her family, I started to really, the first thing that came to my mind is misery loves company. All those miserable people in the comments wished they had somebody cooking them a home cooked meal. All those negative Nancy women, all those miserable single women wish that they could cook homemade cinnamon rolls for their husband. All those negative men wish they had a wife that would cook them homemade cinnamon rolls. How could you take something as simple and and clean and positive as homemade cooking for your family and turn it negative. People are miserable. They want you to be as miserable as them so they will downplay and put a miserable and, and ignorant and, and hateful spin on anything. And that's why, you know, coming back to my original point, that's why I'm starting to really dislike social media. You know, it's so easy to sit on the sidelines as a commentator on social media and be in the blogs commenting negativity all day, every day. It's so easy to do that. Anyone could do that. You wish you had a platform that people could view and look up to you wish you had a platform to where, where when you spoke people listen to you like they do to me you know sometimes my content comes from tiktok and it goes to instagram and automatically it's negative and it's nasty and i'm just like where is this coming from people wish they had a platform like me to speak and people cared about what they spoke about they wished and do i think that people like nara really cared about the spiritual world comments no she probably didn't even see them but just the fact that it was happening in the first place people are miserable and they want people to be miserable like them misery loves company and then going into my second example for today um, you know, if you guys have been following me, like I said before, you have seen that Candace Owens recently, you know, was talking about me on her um, podcast or her show, whatever it is. I don't follow her. Um, I have seen clips here and there of Candace Owens, and sometimes she's right. Sometimes I feel like she is. Um tap dancing for the white man. Candace Owens is a woman to me that if she could have snapped her fingers and become a white woman, she would have did it yesterday. 
Like, seriously, I feel like she panders to whiteness, specifically white supremacy, and everything that a black person does in Candace Owens' eyes is wrong. I know that I said in that video, I was like, oh, I love Candace Owens, and people didn't see it as sarcasm, but I obviously don't love Candace Owens. Do I see some of her stuff? I'm just like, okay, yeah, like, that that's true, yeah. But every broken clock is right twice a day. You know, so there are things that sometimes she says, I'm just like, yeah, that, that's true. She's conservative. I, I would consider myself to be somewhat conservative for my age group as well. But let me just clear the record up. Do I love Candace Owens? I was just joking, you guys. I don't love her. Do but I basically, she took clips from my podcast, um, clips that I put on Instagram, and she, you know, ran with her own rhetoric of me being a man hater, um, me hating children. And, um, you know, just me being a, she literally said that I was a sad woman. Like she saw sadness from me. Like, girl, you're so, uh, shut up. But Candace Owens is another example of when I say misery loves company. And it's very plain to see with her. She took one of my clips where I, where a man was asking me, when do you think you're going to have kids? And I said, I'm not having kids. And he was trying to go back and forth with me, trying to convince me that kids were worth it. Right. And she goes on to use that clip to say that I'm selfish and um, I she would never even try to encourage a selfish woman like me to have kids. And being a mother is God's ordained kind of place for women. And there's nothing greater than being a, a mother for a woman, basically. I found that so comical coming from her specifically because if being a mother is your life's greatest passion and there's nothing that you could do that would top motherhood for you, why do you have this show? You want someone to be traditional like you, quote unquote, and have these children, but you're not traditional yourself. A traditional woman, a traditional mom would be at home with her kids not gallivanting all across the country, judging other people. You would be at home taking care of your kids, taking care of your husband. So you're not traditional, but you want me to be traditional. And then she goes as far as to say that millennials are brainwashed because more and more of us are either waiting to have children or vocalizing that we don't want to have children. Hmm, I wonder why that is. Whenever you see a married person with kids trying to shame someone else into getting married and having children, that is a situation that is classic misery loves company. Because just think about the difficulties that comes with being a parent. We're not even talking about marriage, which is a whole nother conversation. Just think about the difficulties that come with being a mother. Have you guys heard of the list? You, I know you've heard of the list. The list that that woman on TikTok has compiled of all the reasons to not have children because mothers are coming forward on social media every single day and telling us the real tea, the real truth about having children, about how they love their children, but if they could have waited or even chosen maybe not to have children, that they would have taken that route instead. More and more mothers are coming forward. I see videos on TikTok all the time of mothers literally crying, sobbing, because motherhood is so hard. I'm looking at that content and I'm like, I'm believing them because just think about if there are women coming forward, more and more women coming forward and risk of being judged and risk of people calling CPS on them and risk of being called a bad parent. If they, if they are risking all of that to come forward and to really tell the truth about parenting, just think about how many more women are thinking that, but are too afraid to say it. You guys could not imagine how many DMs I got from Instagram and TikTok for months after that clip went viral of women telling me 
thank you for speaking up on behalf of women like me who always felt too ashamed to come forward and vocalize that I don't want children or women that were in their 40s and 50s saying thank you for saying that because I chose to not have children I am child free by choice and I am happy with my life I'm not single I'm not lonely I'm not miserable I feel fulfilled in my life and I didn't need children to make me a woman or to make me whole I'm happy with my life thank you for coming forward and saying that because you were speaking for so many women so just imagine how many women are out there that I wouldn't say regret having their children but if they could have went back in time and either waited or made the decision not to they would have took that route instead so whenever you see a married person with children trying to shame somebody into having children you have to think about why does my lifestyle matter to them so much oh because they're hating because they wish that they had my lifestyle to where I could wake up at 11 a.m. There are days that I sleep in to let's say 11, 12 p.m. if I feel like it. I'll call my friend, hey, let's go get brunch. We go and get buzzed off of bottomless mimosas at brunch. Afterwards, I'm at Ulta shopping. Afterwards, if it's the summertime, it's a sunny day, I go out by the pool. Maybe I have another drink, maybe I have a little snack. I'm in a two-piece. I end my night calling another friend. Hey, let's go to that new restaurant that just opened. Let's go to Tulum, let's go to El Malo. And then I end my night by drinking and dancing with my friend. And then I'm home at 1 a.m. and I can do it all over again. Somebody with kids cannot do that. So if I'm happy with my child-free lifestyle and the freedom that it brings me, and you're telling me, no, you need to have kids. You need to have people that are going to be physically, emotionally dependent on you for the rest of their lives. Why wouldn't anyone want that? You're miserable, hun. You're miserable. Candace, you're miserable. People with children trying to shame dinks, dual income, no kid couples, or even single people into having children, they're tricking you. It gives the same energy as women in, in um, miserable marriages that say stuff like, you need to get you a man. At least I got a man. Girl, you're miserable in your marriage. You're talking about some at least you got a man. Like, that's a positive thing. Let me tell y'all a story. When I was in college, I used to work at David's Bridal, right? And as you can imagine, all my coworkers were women. And they used to bond, really trauma bond, over horror stories about their husbands and their boyfriends, right? So every day they would come into the office, they would be in the break room exchanging stories about he did this or he didn't do that. And then one day my manager comes up to me and she's like, oh, Amani, do you have a boyfriend? And at the time I did, I was dating my college boyfriend and I said, yeah. And she was like, oh, he must be amazing. He must be perfect because you never complain about him like everybody else does. And, you know, I just chuckled and, you know, walked away or whatever. I was never somebody that was too engaging in small talk anyway. But in my mind, I'm thinking, no, he's not perfect, but I would never badmouth him to strangers. I would never talk, talk bad about my relationship to you. But let's just say at the time I was single and I didn't just chuckle and walk away. And what if I responded with, yeah, I'm single because I don't want to put up with the stuff that y'all put up with, that y'all tell every single day in this office. You know what her response would have been? At least I got a man. Sis, you just told us last week about how your boyfriend lost your rent money gambling at the casino. And now you don't know what you and your kids are going to do next month. But at least you got a man. Lord, I'm tired. I'm tired. They think a man and children are necessities. So they'll try to shame and judge you into having what they have the whole time. It's making them miserable. But they'll shame you into doing that because what? Misery loves company. Long story short, you guys, there are a lot of people out there that would see someone living an alternative lifestyle, something that is pleasing to them. But because they don't have it, 
They will downplay it. They will be nasty about it, be hateful towards it because they want people to be miserable like them. That's all. That's their only goal. They want people to be in their corner, the miserable corner. That's all it is. And that's also why I'm convinced that people like to watch trash TV like baddies and stuff like that. They want to see women doing so poorly, doing something like fighting like animals on TV so they could sit back in their apartments and be like, yeah, my life ain't what I want it to be, but at least I'm not like them. Because there is no way that you can genuinely tell me that in this day and age, people still find entertainment value and genuinely enjoy watching black women fight like animals. You, there is no way that you enjoy that. The only way you watch it is because watching those low lives make you feel better about yourself. It's only the people that feel bad about their lives that either consume media like that or partake in it when it comes to the blog comments, when it comes to spreading hate on social media. Only miserable people do that. And that's how you know that people like Candace Owens who all day, every day just judges other people, people that comment negativity every single day under the, the blogs on, on Instagram, that's how you know that they are miserable because how can you even give out misery if you don't have it for yourself? You understand? My, I love my life so much. All I give out is positivity. All I give out is real truth and positivity. Other than that, I have nothing for you because I love my life so much. I don't have any misery in me to give to you. I don't have any excess to give to you. There are people that are so miserable in their lives that that's all they have to give to you. That's all they radiate. That's the only energy they have is misery. So moral of the story, y'all, do you. Live your life, do you, because people are going to hate you because they want to be you. People are going to be judgmental of you because they wish they had your lifestyle. People are going to shame you into positions that they are in because they want company. They want someone to trauma bond with. They want someone to exchange horror stories with. Misery loves company. I just truly want to encourage, especially every woman out there, to just live your authentic life because people are going to talk bad about you whether you're doing good or bad. We already know this. And people are going to want to pull you into their miserable situation. Don't fall for it, okay? Brainwash people that think, for example, that kids and the husband are necessities are sheep. I could never be a sheep. <laughs> like truly, I could never follow the leader. Those are follow the leader type of people. I'm the leader. I could never follow somebody else. But I'm going to go ahead and end it right there, you guys. I could talk about this topic for days, but I'm going to go ahead and end it. Thank you guys for watching the One Thing About It podcast. But before we go on this fine Tuesday, I just want to let you guys know that the podcast, I am actively seeking out sponsorships pretty much um the first year of the podcast I was just all about growth but this year I'm all about monetizing and supporting small black businesses so you guys can clearly see I'm a big lifestyle girly you will always see fresh flowers in my apartment you will always see candles just like things like that in the background and I'm actively seeking out businesses specifically in Atlanta but you know countrywide small black businesses black women-owned businesses if you have a flower company I will showcase the flowers shout out your business um if you have a candle company I'm open to candle sponsorships you know just anything that you feel like would um, you would want me to talk about on the podcast um, I have sponsorship packages on the Instagram if you go to Amani Talks pod one of the highlights are the sponsorship packages you guys can choose what you would want um, email me at askamani talks at gmail um, to get more information about it but the podcast is 
right now actively seeking sponsorships from any company that you think would fit good with my aesthetic and fit good with, you know, what I talk about. So just letting you guys know, putting that out there, we are actively accepting um, sponsorships right now. So just keep that in mind. Thank you guys for watching Talk Tuesday. I will see you later. Bye.